her diary. Her page is missing. There is no other person who could have known where it was. Did Bobby give you this? Or is there someone new? Your Laura disappeared. It's just me now. You made me write it all down. Don't do that. She doesn't like that. How do you know what she likes? Definitely not. No, and I wasn't trying to come out swinging to you at no, all. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't take it. I don't mean to cut you guys off. I just off. wanted to explain myself. I don't mean to cut reasoning. you guys off, but uh, welcome back to Four Fish and a Percolator. We Merry Christmas. You did just cut us off. Um, <laughs> look, this is, we're, getting, we're, being, we're getting paid right now by our advertisers, speaking of advertising. But um, uh, advertisers, we hate you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the money. I hate all products ever. <laughs> Advertising. And advertising. So, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. It is Christmas Eve when this episode's getting dropped. Oh, I ha- highly oh, doubt anyone's oh. going to be like, gather around, family. Let's listen to these four idiots <laughs> talk about Firewalk with me. This is a Christmas tradition exactly. for my family. Yeah. So, uh, wh- what are you guys doing for Christmas this year? That's going to be so cool. When this episode drops, what will you be doing? Mm. I'll be crying. Waiting for Santa Claus. Yep. I'll be crying waiting for Santa Claus. <laughs> Knowing I'm not getting a thing. You will not show up. Hey. Okay, no, no one knows what they're doing. Fire with Walk with I Me really is a Christmas movie. They bring up Santa Claus. Yeah, they do. Is Santa Claus coming? Are you going to tell me that Santa Claus doesn't exist? What did she say at the, in the basement? She said, oh, you can, don't try to get a turkey dog down here. Yeah. <laughs> so what else is said down there, Brad? What was the other line that, I re- that you really liked? Uh, something about a I'm as blink, blink as a fart. As blink as a fart. That gobble, is the best gobble. scene of the movie. And no one can tell me otherwise. It is the best scene. I saw, you know when people get on Letterboxd, Okay, first of all, Letterbox is a stupid app, but we all use it. We yeah, all. but we're not gonna pretend it's stupid. I just like having a journal for my film. I like yeah, knowing I what my friends are watching. I don't care about anyone. The else. only time it ever frustrates me is when I look at anything else. Yeah, yeah. I had to, it's I've, not like a, it was like a one star, like a one star rating for like this movie and just talking about like how it's bad and boring. There are two. Yeah. There are two users on Letterbox I had to mute or I blocked them. Because they piss you off so much. Yeah, it was <laughs> and <laughs> no. Do you guys know who I'm talking about on Letterbox? Yeah. One, one's <laughs> she's super emo, and the other one is <laughs> a picture of like <laughs> Disney Channel movie with red sunglasses on. The most annoying mm-hmm. Letterbox users. They're like at the top of everything. Yeah, they're. At I the don't top like. Of all I don't like the way that Letterboxd is ran, in that the top like comments are always at the top because mm-hmm. it means yeah. that like the same ten people it, are at the it, top of every, every single, single movie. time or like. Just love this movie. I'm yeah. like, there's this freaking, so freaking there's this freak who is like the guy with the the hippo logo. Yeah, and I'm like, I he I don't like him. I love it that that uh, I love it that Taylor Swift lives in Jake Gyllenhaal's mind rent free. I'm so tired of the living in someone's mind rent free. You don't live in someone's mind rent free. Bob and Leland, segue. <laughs> 
<laughs> One year later in Twin Peaks, seven days before her murder, Laura Palmer goes to school with Donna Hayworth. Okay, Moira, Moira Kelly. Let's talk Moira about Black. let's talk about New Donna. That was so aggressive. Uh, that was scary. New Donna. I love Moira She's Kelly great. as Donna. Mm-hmm. She's one of I'm the so scared for her. Her eyebrows movie. are so immaculate. Her eyebrows are great. Yeah. Yeah. She's just beautiful. Cute, cute little mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My main thought. She seems so innocent compared to the other Donna. Yeah. Yeah. The other Donna is try hard. Sorry. She's just a little lady. Yeah. Cute little lady with a cute sweater. And a cute little face. I'm down bad mm-hmm. for new Donna. New Donna ruined my life the first time I watched this movie. New Donna's great. And everything that she does, I feel her innocence. I'm in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. There, Laura... Uh, this is... Uh, at school, Laura takes cocaine and makes out with James Hurley. Hey, do a little bit more than make out. Just a yeah. normal day. Why? If that's what making out is. I have been. How did? Okay, this is my question. I've been this is my question. Of some Where are they? Parts of that. Where are they in this scene? Yeah, I think they're in like a shed. Yeah, in like some sort of like closet, closet or shed. Yeah. How did? She was in a towel. How did Laura get from? The locker room? The locker room. In a towel. In a towel. To there. Like, it's like yeah. a utility or, closet what, in the locker room. What are the logistics of this? No, I... Was James Jones here walk in the door with a towel on? Yep. These are great questions. Maybe it's the gym. These are great questions. When you see her walking out the towel on, you're thinking, oh, this is where the nudity comes in. And yeah. you're, you'd be right. Because they're like, well, this is a movie, not TV. Yeah. We're going to oh, show yeah, everyone's boobs. We're going to show the boobs. Yeah, You're going to see them. A lot. And later, it's going to be scary when you see him. <laughs> You're going to be scared of these boobs. That's what the tagline for this movie was. Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Boobs. You're going to be scared boobs. of these boobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> scary so, boobs. That's the sequel was going to be. After school, Laura, actually, I just want to talk about that scene with James and Donna is unironically my favorite scene in the movie. The gobble gobble dialogue is incredible. Very funny. Incredible. Okay. Um, It feels like they were like realized that James had become like a parody of himself. I guess they already kind of wrote the character. Except James in this movie rocks. No, he does. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like they kind of wrote the character. You talked about this before in the book, how they kind of wrote the character to be pretty insufferable. Yeah. And then they definitely turned it up. Yep. And it's it's great. It's actually even better now. After school, Laura talks with Donna about the difference between uh, James Hurley and Laura's actual boyfriend, Bobby Briggs. It's Bobby Briggs scene. is like, he idles at an 11 in this movie. <laughs> he's, like, he's like always going. He's always extreme. It's, in- it's interesting. Is the, wait, is the baby powder scene in this or is that the missing pieces? The baby powder? Yeah. Oh. It oh, must be in the mi- missing pieces. pieces. Before we go any further. Yes. Were you going to announce the winner of the draft? Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> So, as you all remember, two months ago, we had a Twin Peaks draft. Was it two months ago? It was two months ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, and we had some people. We had a lot of people come in and vote. So, let me. Um, oh, it's, it's causing me to log in again. Oh, no. I want to log in. All right. So, the winner of the Twin Peaks draft, there are a couple other questions on the survey as well, but we don't have to go over those here. The winner of the Twin Peaks draft is a tie. No, it's not. It is a tie between Brad and I. Oh, no. no. What? So, looks like you're lying. I'm not lying. You guys had people vote for you. You guys are dumb. Everyone listening is. I don't want anyone to listen to this. (laughs) 
So there's no way I did that. (laughs) Sarah was getting her hair cut, and she was talking to everyone there about Zoe Deschanel, and then she was like, oh, yeah, do you guys know that Zoe Deschanel's mom is in uh, Twin Peaks? Miraculously, all of the people who are working at this hair salon place had seen Twin Peaks. They're like, who is she? And they're like, oh, it's Donna Hayward's mom. And they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. And then Sarah was like, yeah, my husband actually has a Twin Peaks podcast. And then they're like, oh, yeah, what's it called? And Sarah's like, I don't remember. Oh, no. (laughs) Because she's on it. She's like, I don't want them listening to me on this podcast. That's so funny. (laughs) Okay. So uh, you two will have to buy us dinner. No, this is dumb. This is rigged. This is stupid. It's not rigged. <laughs> I swear one. it's not rigged. I, I will show one. you. The, I'll show you the results <laughs> oh after. Oh my gosh! But, How did you guys uh, not vote for Dale Cooper? Yeah, that's actually that, that's that why I'm shocking. saying it's like rigged. You sound like a little boy. I was. Hey, I went away from this thing. I, don't sound like a I was boy. like, I was not feeling good about myself. I was feeling good about McKenna because you had Dale Cooper and you had Gordon Cole, right? Yeah. And, and you had Leland Palmer. Leland Palmer. Yeah, you had Shelly. You kidding me, guys? I had some quiet heaters. I had Pete Martell, Audrey Horn, Hawk, Cocaine. The giant Albert Denise Bryson, the pilot in the last season. Okay, but I'm sorry. Any of those My list was Lee the most well rounded. My list was not. You're, you had James? No, you're going to the worst one. Nadine in high school. The rest of Pulaski. He did have Harold Smith and Sheriff Truman and Major Briggs and the Zen are skilled to catch a killer and the loca- and his locations were the Red Room and the, and the Palmer. I house, had the last so. episode of season two. Yeah. Like, you had, so you had a heater list. I don't know what happened. Mm. Okay. It's probably all those rings. Laura realizes that there are pages missing from her secret diary. Oh, I wanted to say something about this last scene. Sorry, yes. where, um, we're, 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 what is Laura what is and James Donna and are talking? Oh yeah, um, and they're like laying on the couches and stuff. This goes that into scene is some awesome. of like the most like horrifying language in this movie. Like when they're talking to each other, she's like, "Do you think? Do you think that if you're falling in space, space would, would you oh, speed yeah. up or slow slow down or speed up faster and faster? Go faster and faster. And angels wouldn't help you. you. Would catch fire, and the angels couldn't help you because they would be gone. That is crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. She just gives like the perfect description of like hell. <laughs> that scene is like Chef's Kiss. It's that scene really, is really so good. well done with them just looking up at the ceiling. Yeah. Oh it's it's, it's great. Um, so then Laura realizes that there are pages missing from her secret diary and goes to tell her friend also, Harold terrifying. Smith about the that pages. Whole scene is horrifying. All of this is scary. Harold has a great scene in this. Uh, she tells Harold that Bob did it and she gets mad at Harold for not believing in Bob. And then Laura gives Harold her diary. So, uh, at one, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, we'll break for Brad to go to the bathroom one second. No, 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 we'll no. break. <laughs> this hurry! This music is played every time Brad. That's right. Mm-hmm. What are everyone's thoughts on uh, Harold being in this? I love Harold. Yeah, I missed him. I feel like Harold has been <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> we either hate Harold or love Harold. I, I love, love Harold. I love Harold. No, but let, go back and listen. I to love how ridiculous he is. Harold. Yeah, that's true. I love how ridiculous he is. We never hated him. Where did like, he grow up? We he's <laughs> in King Books. I grew up in Boston. Well, actually, I grew up. Where did he grow up? That was really funny. So, uh, no, it was just. She freaks out on him. She turns gray with the black lipstick, which we've seen Wyndham Earl do before. I, yeah. Sorry, I just still really want to turn this room into the red room. Let's do it. Oh, sorry. You and me. You and me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's what I wanted you to do. Um, and we could fly off like angels. Meanwhile, Agent Cooper tells fellow FBI agent Robert Rosenfeld. Robert? Robert, I said Robert. You said Robert. You said Robert. Albert Rosenfeld. Robert. That he believes the killer will strike again and describes the appearance of who he believes the victim to be. It matches Laura. She's making... While preparing for her Meals on Wheels route, Laura sees Mrs. Chalfont and her grandson. Mrs. Chalfont gives Laura a painting. This would ruin my life. And her grandson informs Laura that the man behind the mask is in Laura's room. Yeah, he's like, the man behind the mask is looking for something. He's in her bedroom. No, 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 I'm pretty sure he says he's under the fan. Yeah, Yeah. he does. Yeah. Um, I would be like, ah! And, punch that and then Laura, yeah. I take his, I take his stupid little mask and snap it in half. Listen, listen, listen to how this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to how this is uh, um, worded on the fandom. Laura lets Shelly Johnson deliver the remaining meals on wheels and returns home. <laughs> I can't I'm do gonna, it. Uh, I'm you gonna can let do you do this. Yes. Hey Shelly, uh, I'm gonna let you. Do I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let I'm you deliver this. I'm gonna let you finish. I love how when Norma asks Shelly to do it, she's already like, "Yeah, I'm just like, I'm because doing something over here. I don't want to talk to Laura. freaking weirdo." She's like, yeah. oh, "I gotta work with Laura. Like that girl's a freak." She goes outside. Suspicions confirmed. She's it's talking true. to some old in, lady in the show. Laura, Shelly had the least connections with Laura. Yeah. She was like, I, I don't shut care up, about this broad. Like you love her. Yeah. Shut up. You guys, shut up. So <laughs> she returns home. So Laura returns home and she sees Bob. As Laura rushes outside in terror, she sees her father, Leland, emerge from the house. Laura, oh, well then, she. it says in here, Laura then realizes her father could be Bob. But when yeah. she's under the bush, she's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. She's in denial. Yeah. Okay. okay. This, this, for me, this for Dude, me. This for me. she's. I, this scene. I, I don't know how... I, I mean, actually, uh, uh, Grace Zabriskie, who plays her mom, has said in interviews that uh, Cheryl Lee was like gave everything she could to this role and took her years to come back from it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like evident. I totally believe it's it. So it's so it's it's so like it's on the screen. Well, this true. scene, this scene, I think, is the most heart wrenching scene in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's just yeah. like, it's, well, no, no, no. There's, there's a worse one. There's a worse scene of realization. His, I think it's his opinion that it's just the worst. In my opinion, no, no, it's, no, McKay, you're wrong. That's no, what I'm trying to no, say. No, this is because, and I, I love, like, I don't love it, but I like the scene is so well done because it's so horrifying and sad. But it's like, it's shot in broad daylight, and there's no, there's not none of the creepy surreal stuff going on. It's just. No. Laura coming to terms yep. with who her father is, yeah. and that is yeah. heartbreaking yep. and mm-hmm. horrifying to watch. The denial. Yeah. When the Palmer family is about to eat, Leland menaces Laura about her dirty hands. This part, too. Like, mm. No, it, it feels like got... he's, like, boiled down, like, things that are evil to just, like, a family dynamic. It's like, here's the three parties involved yep. in this mm-hmm. being... It's just, like, really, this scene is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he questions her about her lovers, quote unquote. Rich for you to say, you freak. Later, about to go to bed, Laura hangs the painting she got from Mrs. Shelfon. If someone gave you a painting like this, what would you do with she it? She forgets that she left it outside. She's looking yeah. at yeah, she, the Yeah, she, she, she has to go outside. in the grass and she runs yeah. What would you, so creepy. What would you really guys crazy. do with the painting if you got a painting like this? I would not have taken it. No, I'm not touching I would have needed to destroy That's it. Scary? Yeah. I'm too, scary. I'm too, like, I'm scared of being you. polite, and I'd be like, thank you very much. 
and then I'd wait for them to walk away, and then I'd just throw it away. I would take this little kid child, this little man, you this little him. lady. I would, I would, I would punt the kid away. <laughs> I would take the old lady and, like, <laughs> you imagine driving you know, by, pile the driving, and seeing the kid just beating the crap out of this I, little boy. I would pile drive the old lady. I would punt the little boy, and I would take the painting and I throw it. It, yeah, so right at Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, like through the I just head. can't. I just yeah. can't. <laughs> hey, you do. I know this is what I would do in reality. I'd be like, "Hey, Shelly, I'll take care of the meals, the wheels on well, the meals gosh. on wheels." Hey, Shelly, I'll take care of the meals on wheels right now. Do you mind taking up this painting in your house? Just. Yeah, Roll reversal. Yeah, I feel that you did a second take. You're like, hey, Shelly, I gotta it, Let me do this again. Hey, Shelly. That's, that's how it would Can actually be yeah. with if I were to talk to Shelly. I'd be very nervous. Oh, geez. So, Laura, Laura dreams about Cooper entering the Black Lodge. That's and, exactly how it would happen. Okay, so in here it's saying it's the Black Lodge. I don't believe the Red Room is the Black Lodge. Okay, anyway. Uh, she dream- Laura dreams about Cooper entering the Black Lodge, and the man from another place uh, is telling Cooper that he is the arm. Yes. And he sounds like. Which is offensive. Yes. Now that I just did it, <laughs> but yeah, that's what he does. Okay, he's from a he's from a metaphysical realm. We're gonna let him be. But it's a uh, classic bit to do like, something there's... and then be like, which is offensive. I'm acknowledging it, so it's no longer. Well, I didn't. I was making I was making the sound to exemplify <laughs> it, and then immediately after, I, immediately afterwards, I was oh, like, oh, okay, doing that is not racist. Is Every not, time I go, no. woo, 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 I feel bad. <laughs> In a racist sense, oh I think he no means it in a fun. In the room, in the black lodge, there's no race. There's no race. There's no, there's no race. People in Gender? the black lodge. There's no. They're they are just one big family, and mm-hmm. they don't see color. They were probably born like and they 4, don't see race, ago, so they don't know. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay, so the man from another place. <laughs> we should cut that whole part. I out feel of the, bad. Let's that's just so cut bad. the arm. Okay, so so he says he is the arm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear my theory? Do you want to hear my theory? Yeah, okay. go off, King. Philip Gerard off. cut off his arm. Yeah. That, I think, the man from another place is his, Mike? his, his actual yeah, arm. His arm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike's arm. So, and from here on, the, I think the article is going evil, to refer, refer he to... He, he never said he was evil. None of these people have ever said they're evil. The giant is benevolent. No, 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 no. I know. I thought that Philip Gerard said that he cut off his arm because it was, like, evil. And that... I can't remember. Well, okay. The arm shows Cooper the ring that Teresa Banks had, and Cooper tells Laura not to take the ring. This is some of the most... We're, we're going to get into the ring stuff later, but I, I don't get the ring. With this ring, I the wed. Exactly. I think there's some symbolism with the ring. With Bob and the ring? With Bob and the ring. It's like, once you take the ring, you, you are wed to yes, Bob. I agree. Um, oh, yeah, because he wanted to like be her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I think that may have been her only way out. Yeah, like that took her to the black okay. Lodge. That brings up a point I want to bring about about Laura Palmer. She kind of chooses death in this. I think there's, yeah. that's the only way to go. No, she does. She it's certainly like, does. She it's like there's no other way for her to keep. She has to but die. That's, that's like that's total like victim behavior. Yeah, is yeah. you become self destructive yeah. when you are the victim. I think yeah. that that's because she was like perpetuating like because any she didn't see any other way out. So she wanted the quickest solution to getting this all yep. over, which yep. was yeah. To, to die by Bob's hand. But then other people are wearing the ring. 
throughout the movie. Yeah, like true. isn't yeah. like um, Teresa Banks. I think, has I it, think but it's Teresa Banks got murdered. Someone as had well. on their pinky. A man had it on his pinky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that was Phil Gerard. Phil Gerard. Sorry, Teresa Banks had it. Had it. So Laura wakes up to find Annie Blackburn. Welcome surprise. Annie. And next to her in bed covered in blood. Now I just want to point out something that's very interesting. In the last episode of Twin Peaks, she shows up as wearing the stuff that she's wearing at Miss Twin Peaks, and she also shows up wearing the stuff that um, Caroline wore when she died. Do you remember that flower dress? She's wearing Caroline's yeah. dress in this yeah. scene. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that interesting? Is everything okay over here? No, it's it's no, it's good. It's more it's more of that like people being two people kind of yeah. situation being represented by a different person. She tells Annie or Annie tells Laura that the good Dale is trapped in the black lodge and that he can't leave that she should write in that in her diary. Laura sees the ring in her hand. Laura awakens in the morning and the ring is gone from her hand. Meanwhile, Bobby Leo and Jacques Renault discuss drug scores. <laughs> All right. That was, bit, should be that, was the, that was the Christmas reference. That, that was, was a Santa, Christmas Claus, yep, Santa Claus. You're going to tell me Santa Claus isn't real, bro. I uh, know. No, I would never. Laura gets ready to go to the roadhouse when Donna tells her of her wish to accompany her. Melora says she's not invited. So Donna hops on Photoshop and puts her picture in a picture of Laura at the, at the, that's interesting that that's in here. And then she says, she posts it to her Finsta called Everything Girl. Okay. Weird. How is that in here? And all it says in the tagline is, I am everywhere 43 times. Guys, I should have told you that. It was a joke. My friends like thought it was funny. Interesting. As Laura's about to enter the bar, she encounters the log lady. say they were, this You this was when you'd get upset because they didn't invite you to things? Well, it was more like I couldn't go to things. So you did this out of response. They didn't invite you to things. It's more like I couldn't go to things. Did they invite you to things more after you did this or less? So I want us to move along. <laughs> we can talk about this, this is the only scene with the log lady. It's yeah. the only shot in the movie the log oh, lady's and in. It's so beautiful. And what does she say? She says that once you start this fire, it's hard to put yeah, out. Some fires get so big that you can't put them wow. out. Inside the bar, Jacques Renault. He's the bartender, isn't he? Introduces Laura to two men, Buck and Tommy. Buck. As Not the a fan of Buck mm. or Tommy. No. Me neither. Buck is trash. As the group, he's also trash, but he's stupid trash. As the group is about to leave for the power and the glory at the Canadian border to party. That's the whole sentence. Oh, comma. Because that's me. Whenever I want to party, I'm like, I gotta get as close to Canada as I can possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's called the power and the glory. That's a dope name for like a club. Um, it is. Donna shows up and wants to come too. Impressed by her audition kiss, they let her. We should whenever wait. We, they let her. That's what they, that's what it says. They were just trying that to seems... kiss her and get her in and see if she was cool. No, 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 no. I I know, I know. It just seems like a weird way to yeah phrase it. They yeah. let her yeah in like it's yeah. not she didn't like she just kind of like weaselled her way into the situation. Yeah, yeah. totally. We should whenever we do guests from now on, we'll, we'll have to do an audition kiss. Mm -hmm. yeah. All of us. Yeah. And we have to do exactly what that guy did. Because I'm pretty sure like, as soon as it was over, no, he was, was like, like, all right. Like, like, just, just. Yeah. Within the power and the glory. <gasps> Laura allows Donna's drink to be spiked. Laura discusses Teresa Banks' murder with Ronette Pulaski. Wow, we cut we cut a lot out of there, this article did. What what I'm as blank as a fart. Why isn't that in here? 
Chakra now says I'm as blank as a fart. Yes, it's true. And he says he wants Let's to make bring that a up. high school sandwich. Yeah, oh yeah! Oh. So oh. He's like, let's put some meat. Oh. Uh, that was no. My least so favorite. so they're like gross. R. Kelly on there. They're like, oh wow, this is awesome. I love that these kids are so young. Brad, like, you're why, gonna get in big oh, trouble, dude. Why don't you uh, break down what's going on at this party? Or the power and the glory. It feels like hell. It feels. It literally fine. looks like hell. It looks like mm -hmm. hell. It was warned to not go there, and sh it's like described as fire, and it everything feels bad and evil, and it feels like obviously it's like tempting, and you're drawn towards it and whatnot, but it all has like endless consequences and like zero meaning, mm -hmm. which is not a good combination of things. She is so good at acting intoxicated. Oh yeah. Like wow. It was oh so yeah. Good. You're like yeah. for someone who's like. Intoxicated like a lot. Like <laughs> it's just crazy. Like um, she's like totally out of it. Laura allows Donna's drink to be spiked. I see a lot of intoxication. I feel like that's. I feel like that's a. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, so do we. Um, I feel like that's a big problem um, for her to let the drink be spiked. Like that's kind of her fault. Mm -hmm. uh, Laura discusses Teresa Banks's murder with Ronat Pulaski, and then isn't. It's Jacques that's like, he, she was talking about your dad's. Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird. That is weird. Um, th she then receives oral sex from Buck. Cool. Ah, it's true. Yeah. Yep. That part was... Laura she does the snapping thing. Yeah. That she does, that she does in the red room. What do you, what do we, what, what, what's that supposed to mean? She wants John Cooper to do we get think her so? head. Do we, do we think so? <laughs> does, uh... That's what I mean. I, 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 that's, 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 that's literally what it translates to. Yeah. Does... I don't know. Laura sees Donna barely conscious and topless making out with one of the men and in a moment of lucid rage takes her home. I like how she's like, don't wear my clothes. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not the problem. That's What's symbolic. Happening? That is symbolic. Symbolism she, there. Because obviously she's saying, I don't want you to become like me. Yeah. yeah. The next morning, Laura tells Donna that she doesn't want Donna to become like her. Leland arrives and takes Laura home. On the way home, Mike shouts madly at Leland and Laura, shouting at Leland that the the thread will be torn and showing Laura Teresa's ring. I was gonna make Gosh. a joke, but maybe David Lynch knew what Bill Cosby was doing because Donna, when she wakes up, wearing a Cosby sweater. Shut up. It just kind of looked like it. Um, Wait, um, that's true. At the beginning of the movie. Icky. Why don't you get close to the mic? The beginning of the movie. I'm trying to remember. They're like going through. All, remember when they're in the car? Um, the detectives and yeah, they're yeah. talking about all the symbolism of the girl's dress yeah. and the yeah. everything. Different thread. Yeah, mm -hmm. what did they say about that? Different thread had to do with the dress and it's that's how they know that's the drugs. For... Oh, is that drugs? No, the dresses were code for something. They were code for. Because I mean, I was just trying to figure that out with the thread thing, because it's a different thread on her dress. Hmm. But it's kind of overkill, so. I just I Google searched my mother's sister's girl code. What? Anyway, um, we'll come back it's to okay, that. It's a good point. Yeah. Leland pulls into a gas station parking lot uh, to gather his wits, then recalls his affair with Teresa and her murder at his hands. Later that oh, same wait. night, this, this wait, the let's scene and let's right? talk about this scene. This is like the nuttiest part of the movie. I yeah. feel like. This is just so wild and disorienting how oh, it's yeah. filmed. Like, yeah. Just like the car horn blaring. And oh, my like, gosh. My it's so much is going yeah, on. Tremendous the acting. <clears throat> yeah. They're so good. It's how I feel when more than one like, thing is going on. I love on. when he's yeah. like, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, Dad, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's yeah. like, do not yeah. touch me. Like, yeah. 
gosh, that's the scene is so insane. It's and then crazy. you just see him like this is, this scene like shows so much about Leland too. Yes. Because I am He's like, a little slut. He's a freaking awful person. Yeah. But then there is kind of going back to what we were saying uh at the beginning where he's like, I chickened out. Um like that you get these flashes of like Leland as a good person, but they're 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 not enough to break through. They're few and far between. Yeah, but it's just, just before he's killed anyone. Anyway. And then he kills Teresa Banks, and it's uh... does he do that later? Is he do that? Right That's now? in this. It, it's he's recalling that. You, you yeah. Um, <sighs> yikes. Later that same night, Laura realizes that the ring she saw. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. <laughs> She smells burnt engine Never mind. I thought I just put together awesome. something really she cool. Smells, you say it she smells like the but burnt engine like, oil. Yeah. Which yeah. is a thing uh-huh. later. Yeah, uh-huh. like Guys. the engine oil. But also like in uh in season two, at the end of season two, they're like the oil. And like in the Yeah. With the coffee. Mm-hmm. Also, they didn't put this in the notes on the fandom. But they're talking about uh, this is way late for me to bring up. But they uh, when they're in Deer w- Meadow, they're talking about how <laughs> last Homegirl I know. Homegirl's arm would go numb. Oh yeah. yeah. That happens in season 2 and it happens okay, when Laura wakes up from the dream and she uh, has the ring I'm in her hand. Kidding. Okay. And she's pulling her arm over, it looks like her arm is limp. Yeah. yeah. No, she that's what yeah. exactly. Is it because happening. she cuz the ring does the ring make your arm go limp? Wait, when does the arm go limp in season 2? Oh, it's not like going limp, but like you, like everyone's arm was freaking out. Oh, the the arm shaking, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not kidding. When I was watching this, that might have been one of the scariest I was. Was when she's like moving her arm over and her arm is like asleep. I know that feeling like so well. I felt like that was like happening to me when she was like doing. I was like, oh my gosh, like it just is super unnerving. Yeah, really creepy. Actually, unnerving. Uh, Actually, (laughs) good one. So, uh, Uh, later that same night, Laura realizes that. Damn it, I can't find it. There it is. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> can you stand I feel like we have, what do we have, like 30 of these? We have, and we play we like the same five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a different one? We need, we need shut up. Why'd you do it? <laughs> Leland, that Why'd same night, Laura realized... Later that same night, Laura realized that the ring she saw was the same from one from her dream. The next night, Laura and Bobby take cocaine in the woods. And Jock sends a drug messenger. Dear Meadow Sheriff's uh, Deputy Cliff Howard, who we saw from the beginning. Carrying an enormous amount of cocaine. The messenger takes out a gun, but Bobby shoots him and f- futilely tries to bury him as Laura laughs maniacally in drunken hysteria. That scene is very so oh, good. This wild. This scene is the most baffling one to yeah. me. Out of any scene in the movie, it's not the. She's a terrible. She's a terrible girlfriend. She is. But like, what is? What does it mean when she keeps saying over and over like, "You killed Mike." Like I, I have I no, have no idea. idea what she means no by that. And I have. She might have thought he was Snake. Mike. Oh, she might have thought that the, the deputy that, was. Is that who they were gonna meet, right? Or who are they gonna meet? But like, no, they're no, meeting this guy. Like, but he just oh. pulled out a gun. Like, is it connected to Mike? The one-armed wow. man, or it's, it's all out there. Like it connected to Mike, his friend. It's all up there. I don't know. Um, the next morning, James worries about Laura taking too many drugs. Okay, that's a good worry. <laughs> what? Why are you whispering? So this is gonna take things to a serious trip, a little bit. But 
Leland says in the TV show that when he was a kid, that Bob was like someone he knew, and that he like came inside him, gross and stuff, and that like yes. it like inhabited him from that. That's like part of this. I think has to do with like a cycle of like abuse. Absolutely. Oh, and Definitely. Laura says like no. It's not my dad. It's this guy that comes in through the window. Yep. This could. This has probably been happening Jeez. from as young as like. We have no idea how well, long this has been going. Actually, on. we do. If you read Laura Palmer's oh, secret diary, when did she say that it started? When she's twelve. That's exactly. Yeah. So like, well, as, she, as she soon says that in the movie too. Have. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. like very, very early, and like people in those situations, like have to create some kind of defense narrative. <clears throat> for what's yeah. happening you know not that's why i can't say that definitively but i know that that is like a phenomenon and yeah so it's like this unending chain and the reason why she wants to die is because if she dies it will stop yep. you know yeah. like yep. it won't continue. she's under the cycle yeah yeah although i mean i'm gonna uh, let me just let me just put on like honestly she kind of ruins bobby a bit like in the show, in the book, and in the movie, it's implied she that, that she makes Bobby get her drugs mm -hmm. to keep her habit up. So she kind of like... I think she knows that she's being horrible and ruining the people I think, around her. But I, I think, think that's happening why, with Donna is that's why she's deal. like, I got to end this. This has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point, dude. Yeah, it sucks because it's like, yeah, the cycle of abuse is hard to end and she that's not chooses to end it. Well, there's a the, flash... In such a tragic way. There's a flash of herself in the end where she's looking in the mirror and she sees yeah. Bob. Yeah. Whether it's because Leland wants her to, or because she's yeah. like, just like, she's like, I've I've actually become them. Yeah. I'm ruined. Is she now. put on the ring by that point? No, she puts on in the train car. So, um, no, that is in the train car. It is in the train car. Yeah, I think she has. Yeah, I think she has. Yeah, Ivy would. Right, you and Bob. So, um, <clears throat> the next morning, James worries about Laura taking too many drugs. Good worry. That night, Bob comes through Laura's window and begins raping her. This is the worst scene in the movie. Yeah. Not yeah. worse as in, like, poorly executed. It's the most difficult Ugh. to watch, and it's the most horrifying. Yeah. Uh, she realizes that Bob is Leland and warns Leland away fr um, from her the next morning. Upset over the realization that her father is actually Bob and strung out on cocaine, Laura is unable to concentrate at school. Later, Laura refuses sex with Bobby, that and he finally really sad. that part that's is really, really, sad. Is really sad. That's well, so with Bobby too, and he finally realizes that Laura was using him to get cocaine. The cocaine, the angel in Laura's painting disappears. Ooh. I'm Which really just gonna cool keep because going. It, I, it's like that their first conversation. She's saying the angels won't help you. That, I think that's like Laura's <clears throat> assumption. Yeah, that the angels won't help her, but it's cool because it feels like. The angel that saves Ronette is like pretty like small, but the angel that sa is like there at least when Laura is yeah. gone yeah. is like so much bigger and like mm -hmm. more glorious and the wings are like huge and it feels like it leaving the painting is like so it will be there Literally. that night yeah. you know which is cool. But is it there that night? Yes. I think so. She sees I, it. Well, well we can get into this later, but I think my Interpretation like on watching this a second time through it. is that this Laura encountering the angel does not happen until Dale is in the in the red room with Interesting. her. Interesting. Hmm. Like, are you looking for secrets? Yeah. So she's just been waiting so, in there for him yeah, to like, get there. She has not reached. Whoa. She does not reach. This is why I kept <gasps> I led with this question at the beginning because I'm like, I don't. I think that this whole like. The, the space in which this story takes place is before Laura died. Mm -hmm. But the instance in which it happens 
is after oh my the events of Twin Peaks yep. when Dale is in the red room with her. That's what I was like trying to figure out the whole time. And like, it's it's Dale that like helps her to get the resolution she needs yep. to encounter the angel. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out like the whole time I was watching. Because why would why else would yeah. would uh would Annie show up in her bed mm-hmm. and why else would like Dale yes, Cooper be there with her was... at the end like why would he have stayed for, why would he have stayed for so long too? exactly like, he didn't need to stay in there exactly and that's cool because in the end oh of the gosh. second episode when she when he goes in there and sees Laura Laura's like evil looking and her eyes are all like milked over and she like is screaming at him with the lights flashing yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. So. What was that? That was a burp. James and Laura go to the woods and start to make out. But she tells James his Laura is gone. Screaming that she loves him, Laura runs away from James into the woods. This part is so sad. She also, like, freaks out at something in the woods that we can't see. She just starts screaming. It's a very scary scene. scary. Um, Laura meets Ronette, Jacques, and Leo, which is, this is exactly what happened when McKay joined the podcast. McKay is Laura, Come I'm Jacques, McKenna is Leo, Leo. and up, Brad is Ronette. Showing up in his thigh highs, just like me. Yep. 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 I was just like, sorry, Mike, guys. Um, uh, and they have, uh, hold an orgy in Jacques' cabin as Leland watches from outside. Uh, this way. part, they call this, this part an orgy. difficult. Awful. Wait, what? I don't know if I'd really call this an orgy. Yeah, orgy? That part is awful. I would not call or- it It's an bad. Orgy. Um, Whatever. As Lou watched around, said, Jacques wants to have, have hard sex and ties Laura up. Why did I put in the hard sex part? Right. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Leland attacks Jacques outside and Leo flips, uh, or Leland attacks Jacques outside and Leo flees in panic. Okay, can we talk about how just Leland shows up? No, 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 no. Shows up. Who? How did Leland. Like, has been, Leland been following her? I think he was just, following her the whole time. Does he know that they're going to be there? I think he was just following her. Sure. I don't know. Because he ripped the pages out of the diary. Right. So, like, he knew that she knew. But, like... And so I think he knew that he had also, to kill her. But also, he probably knows where the cabin is. He'd probably been to the cabin before, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... Don't you think? Don't you think? He's probably had... Leland with other women if he's yeah. takes Laura and Ronette both bound to the train car. We're in the home strike, guys. Meanwhile, Mike realizes that Bob slash Leland is about to kill again and chases after him. Bob slash Leland takes a mirror and says he'll kill Laura if she won't let him inside her. Mike tries to get into the train car, and when Leland sees Ronette trying to let him in, he knocks her unconscious and kicks her out of the train car. Mike drops Teresa's ring as he flees the scene. Laura wears the ring. Preventing Bob from going inside her. Oh. What? Well, that's Ooh. what they have to say yeah, about it. That's what they've decided. Angered that he cannot enter her anymore, he brutally stabs her to death. Yeah, they totally... Well, it, okay, so, again, back to the beginning of the conversation. We were talking about how Bob is the embodiment of evil and mm-hmm. wants to experience things through Laura's body. That's talked about wait, a lot wait, in wait, Laura wait, Palmer's wait, wait, diary. Wait. Let me finish what I'm saying really okay, quick. Okay, okay. So, okay. he wants to experience things through her body, and that's why she's been being led to, like, be at like one-eyed jacks and do a bunch of all this heinous stuff because he wants to participate in like these disgusting things um and it's interesting that they say that that is how she stops it is by putting on the ring i don't know so Teresa banks was not wearing the ring when she was killed yeah and was she not i don't it's missing when they're doing the autopsy 
I'll have to rewatch the scene. Well, Man, I this, see the oh, ring yeah, stuff always confuses yeah. me. Because why does why does well, the ring why does Cooper say don't ring. take the ring? I don't know if you know if she's wearing the ring when she's killed. You know that it's underneath the I trailer. Think, yeah, I think Cooper so. You told know her, that it's there. Yeah, I think Cooper told her not to take it because he knew it would take her to the Black Lodge, and I don't think that he wanted that. But the arm did want it because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and I think Cooper was like, I want to avoid this whole situation. Don't you don't want to get stuck in here the way I am? Hmm. Okay. Bob slash Leland dumps Laura's body in the lake. As her corpse drifts away, Bob slash Leland enters the Black Lodge where he encounters Mike in the arm, who's seated at Mike's left side as the aforementioned arm. Oh. Mm -hmm. So he's sitting where where his arm is missing. Fetch. They tell Bob that they want their Garmin Bosia, pain and sorrow. Bob returns it in the form of blood. Will Hayward unwraps Laura's corpse the next morning. We don't see him don't do see it, that. but and the blood too. As soon as it hits the floor, it's like gone. Yeah, so it absorbs it. <clears throat> Laura later, uh, Laura's spirit later sits in the red room and notices Agent Cooper at her side, who has a comforting hand on her shoulder. Suddenly, an angel appears and she begins to cry and then laugh. Yeah, that's it, the freaking end of the movie. That's scary because I always that's consider that. that she's crying out of like joy because like it's there to save her. I hadn't considered that she's like no. crying and laughing because she's like I've lost my chance with this thing. Well, I, think she's I she laugh- never I think she's laughing because she's happy. She never like she sees the angel. She never comes into contact with it. Ronette does. It's freed. Ronette like the angel comes and like holds her hand, right? I don't know. Yes, it it it, but, cut, it it cuts the. Well, I think the she the, the rope is just cut. I don't. Like, know. I think it's oh, praise right. next to her. Um, but. Lore never like you never even see them in the same shot like they're they're interposed shots. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think like it. It seems like the angel is more just like like I I was saying before the angel for me is like Dale Cooper being with her there in the red room and Dale Cooper explaining to her like what he had found out like and so she's able to piece together everything and this is it what lets her feel like the have like, the resolution it looks like it's like leaving yeah the whole time you know what i mean like yeah. slowly leaving which is uh-huh. what she had talked about earlier crazy hmm. should we go to categories yeah i'm gonna believe that it is a good thing but it makes sense movie. You guys want to hear an interesting fun fact I just figured out? Or I didn't figure out, I just read. This is gonna this is gonna blow your mind. Um, according to co-writer Robert Engels, an early draft of the film was set in 1954, specifically the night of President Dwight D. Eisenhower's inauguration, and would have explained Bob and the Black Lodge Lodge inhabitants' reasons for wanting to go home on the series. That's insane. What? Yeah. What the heck? That blows my mind. Okay. So that's terrifying. I'm not gonna say anything. No. What's age the best? Nothing. All of all I of think, the music. I the think the music, the structure, the lighting, uh, well, yeah. the acting. <laughs> I think the film as a whole has aged well. It's, I, it's I think Lynch's sympathetic tone and exploration of Laura Palmer's character has also aged really well. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the music and the lighting and all of it. Yeah, all of its cinematic qualities are yeah. immaculate and they're unlike yeah. anything else. There's not a movie like this. There never will be. 
That's this right. was my favorite song when she walks into the place and oh, yeah. that girl is singing. Yeah, yeah, she's crying. That is my favorite song. We, you have like stuff like that several times throughout Swim Peaks, you know, where mm-hmm. someone's singing on stage. But that was. Mickey, what about you? Um, just the mythos of Twin Peaks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The just world building. The world of Twin Peaks has aged the mm-hmm. best. Yes, I, I agree. Think. It's just the world that I, despite how horrifying it is, I'm just like always so excited to return to. Mm-hmm. What's aged the worst? Hmm. I mean, a lot of this awful stuff in this movie was never good to begin with, but mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's true. The intention. It's not like the room at the it's power never, and the glory was like, oh, yeah. this is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like Civil War, Ben, heinous. where you're like, okay, this... you're like, what is? Yeah, what is going on? Yeah, a lot of it isn't played as like for anything other than just for exactly what it is, which is mm-hmm. disgusting and bad. I don't really James think that maybe? much. I think uh, maybe coming out the gate. So they original the, the show got canceled. They planned to make four movies. That none of them were. This was going to be the only one that was about Laura. They're going to do three other movies about like Black Lodge stuff, like I just read. Um, that would have been nuts. I, it would have been awesome. I yeah. think aging badly is just coming out of the gate this weird because hmm. it's like it shut off any chances that they could have to make. I wouldn't want this movie to be any different, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like we also got the return eventually, so we got all the stuff that I think they were <laughs> planning on doing. But it just movies. took people so long to uh-huh. green light that. What uh-huh. aged the worstly? I would say what aged the worstly? What aged the worst is David Lynch not being able to get the funding he needed to do everything that, yeah, that man ever wanted to do. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. I agree. The Give Bernie Renault Heat shows. Check Award. Oh my gosh, there's so I've many recent things. New. New Donna, but New Donna's in this quite a bit. She is amazing. New, I was to say, New Donna's in it quite a bit, but New Donna is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Moira Kelly is just amazing and very gorgeous. Sarah Palmer has some great moments in this, too. She's she does. A blink. But I think it could be Kiefer Sutherland also, because that shit's cool. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, actually. Or, dude, freaking Chris Isaac is great as Chet Desmond, yeah. too. Harry Dean Stanton. That okay now. The, oh, f- David Bowie. Yeah, oh shit, David it's David Bowie. Bowie. The answer is David Bowie. Has to win. For me, it's Kiefer Sutherland. Or no, for me, it's Wait, Chris who's Isaac. He has the bow tie. He's Sam Stanley oh, at the beginning. Okay. He's a big nerd at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. For me, I feel like it's Chet the Chet. Chet Desmond. No, what are their names? Sam Old Stanley. lady and young boy. Oh, oh Mrs. Geez. Chalfont and Chalfont. Yeah, yeah the Chalfonts. That little yeah, boy. Little like boy, one of the so scariest true. scenes. I don't know when why. It bothers me so much. Is the is the scene where it's like they're they're at the gas station and, just and he just comes out and starts yeah. jumping yes, right behind Leland. So I hate bad. that so much. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, favorite scene. Ooh. My favorite scene. My actual favorite scene. Is when Laura and Donna are sitting in the, Donna's living room and they're talking, yeah. and so the camera beautiful. slowly comes down on Laura. It's terrifying. And they're talking about falling in space. Really the whole scary. movie's right there. It's yeah. all there. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I can't say it again. New Donna is freaking incredible. Yeah, really she's a game changer. She, she adds is. like this level of innocence that. We and you and you root for her the entire time yeah. she's at the power mm-hmm. and the glory. I'm like, get her out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't want her there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go for the 
obvious choice and just choose the end. Yeah, that ending's yeah. insane. Laura and Dale in the yeah in the red room looking at it's the so angel. It's so touching. It's just <sighs> so tragic. Is is I don't know if I'm thinking I've like multiple parts and mixing them into one, but just I I like this part where I think Laura's I think it's when she's like crying and walking to Donna's house and it keeps flashing to like oh, the power lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like that, but that's not my favorite scene. I just wanted to point that out. But um probably when she first walks in and the song is going on that's probably my favorite Brad. part it's hard to pick because you guys took a lot of the good ones i think the end when like rana gets let go and just like that whole thing including the scene that mckay talked about just the parts with the angels that's like what i remembered the most um but i would say a close second could be i had it and then i forgot it oh wait um oh i think the dinner just like your oh. hands are filthy. Yeah. It's really good. Can I give uh, a sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, you're good. I just want to give an honorable honorable mention. My second choice would be the scene where um Laura runs out of the house and sees that it's her mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. it's Leland, like that scene. Yeah. <sighs> and just the car scene. The, the yeah, the whole car scene, scene is Jeffrey insane. It's really unsettling too and really, really good. So yeah. I'd say that that's like my number two. Wait, which part? The fil- the part at the beginning when David Bowie shows up and they're watching oh, the monitors yeah, and he's yeah. like, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. Who is that man there? Okay. That's when the chaos. You guys want to talk about Red Room stuff? I feel like we have been. I feel like we already. <laughs> there are a couple specific things that happen in this yeah, movie yeah. that I just want to point out for you yeah. too. Do that. Okay. Because we're about to pe- we're about to catch up to where McKay is not seen ahead. I love Which that. is going to be exciting. I'm so that McKenna won't be alone. alone. You can't watch anymore. One thing I, I wanted to say about the beginning for In, Red Room into stuff. Into the mic, yeah. Into the red room here. If you want to play the music, I can wait. Yeah, let's... Uh, I feel like I'm not in there yet. I need to I'm play not there. The music. Where are we going? Yeesh! Bing, 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 bing. Bing, bong. Bing, bing, bong. Bing, bing, bong. Here, you know what? It's not playing for some reason, so I'll just play this instead. Bing, bong around me. I can't do this. Okay. Are we gonna do the Kenneth uh, yes, Cooper corner? There's really nothing for it, right? Somebody's <laughs> running back and forth looking like yeah. a big joke. <laughs> All I was gonna say was uh, Philip Jeffries seems to be ahead of him in time. Yeah. And he says, like, who is this right here? And we yeah. know that the guy that left at the very end when Cooper smashes his face in the glass and we see Bob, oh, yeah. things are all out of whack. And we know that Good Cooper is trapped in the Black Lodge. And I just think it's cool that, like, he seems to be early or late. Early. Philip Jeffries is, like, early for what he's talking about. Yeah. And he, like, leaves because he's like, this is the wrong time for what I'm talking about. Yeah. Which is cool. So, uh, electricity. At one point, the monkey says, electricity. Mm -hmm. That's important. The power lines... So the power lines yeah, are shown a lot. Judy. He says Judy. I'm, I'll get to Judy in a second. So power lines are shown. And then all the like power poles, like the number seven and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's stuff's important. He's underneath the fan. Garmin Bosia, the cream corn, which is pain and sorrow. Um, man, I said out of body experience as I was saying those last couple of things. It's like, this is so freaking weird. But um, And then also Judy, Frank Silva, who played Bob was at a fan convention in the 90s. 
And he said that in the final episode, now I think I've told you guys this before, but I'm about to bring it up again to tie some things together, that at the end of season two, they filmed a scene with Joan Chen, who played Josie on the show, with her in the Black Lodge showing up. And they were going to have her twin sister show up named Judy. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. So that was going to be a double, and it was going to be a Black Lodge spirit named Judy. That was going to be Jody Trent's, but they didn't do it. But whenever the monkey says Judy, and whenever Phil Jeffrey says we're not going to talk about Judy, I can't help but think about that. Yeah, that's weird. Um, That's wild. That is wild, isn't it? That's mostly it for for the Red Room, right? I mean, there's all those people that are showing up. The tr- the tree fonts or the chalfonts I'm saying chalfonts and tree monts showing up at random places either celebrating or stopping living in the trailer before Teresa Banks did living in that remember yeah. when they yeah. said that that is like the two, two people who lived them before lived there before creepy huh there's a lot I don't know you could write a book about all that stuff that's in this movie there have been yeah and two magazines so who won the film. Now, um, I, I, there's one clear choice, I think, and I'm not going to pick the clear choice, but I want you guys all to pick clear choices. I'll pick, pick the clear choice. choice. There's one. Uh, Cheryl Lee. Lee. Yep. By far. What a yeah. gift. What, a, what an absolute, like, she gave Insane everything performance. to this film. Runaway for me, for her, yeah. obviously. I agree. The guy, I don't know his name, I can't remember. The guy that plays Leland. Leland is also great. Ray, Ray Wise. Ray Wise. Yeah. Also fantastic. Ken, if you're going to give your answer, I need you to be closer than three feet away from the mic. Well, listen here, buddy. <laughs> That's right. I'm buddy. I just agree with both of those. And you disagree. I, get, I just, oh, okay, fine. just agree. Merry Christmas. And I think, obviously, David Lynch. Yeah. New Donna And um, Angelo. Angelo Battle. Yeah. yeah. His stuff is incredible. Is and whoever sang that song for me. Whatever her name is. The lady. The lady. Oh, Julie Rose. Cruz. Yeah, she did great. Yeah. It's a great song. So, yeah. yeah Cheryl, Cheryl Lee Cheryl wins the wins. film definitively, but I think Moira Kelly wins it in my heart. Rate the film. Brad. Perfect. 10 out of 10. I wouldn't change a thing. It's amazing. I could never touch what this movie yeah. does. Perfect. Stop touching it. <laughs> we'll touch it. Okay. Pass. Pass. <laughs> I don't know how to rate this movie because, like, uh, I'm going to give my 100% unadulterated, honest opinion. The Inner Twin Peaks fanboy in me wants to give this a 10 out of 10 because I think, in its relation to the world of Twin Peaks, it is a 10 out of 10. And if this were an episode of Twin Peaks, I would give it a 10 out of 10. But as a movie, I have a hard time saying it's a perfect movie. But what would you rate it then? I'll, I'll say a 9. I know that's like a hot take. It's not even a hot take. A 9 is still really good. Okay. Kenna. 
I feel um, really anxious, <laughs> like having to read it. I feel really anxious, and I just feel anxious about the film. So I feel like I am not going to give it a full ten stars right now. But I feel Brad's like literally asleep. <laughs> Did you really just fall asleep? No, I was kind of joking, but then it kind of got out of hand. <laughs> so, oh, so you're falling asleep because like a girl started talking and like you're used to men like, talking. And, yeah. No, yeah. Even your hands are in your pants. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're just kind of like here. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure, for sure. All right, Kenna. I'm sorry. Miss um, Part of Your Body, go ahead, Kenna. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Oh, I just don't know how to rate it because. I want to watch it again and then rate it. Why? Not, I, I don't, don't want to watch this for well, a while. What I'm saying is, yeah, I feel like I need a little bit to process before I can even say what my rating is, but I guess if I have to right now, I'd give it like an... Mm, Sing it. I feel like I want to also give it a 9. Possibly an 8.5. A 9. I will give it a 9. You guys aren't ready for this. Possibly an 8.5. You guys aren't ready do for it. what do I'm about it. to do. You're going to surprise me no matter whatever you say. All right, say it, Harrison. I'm a huge fan of David Lynch. I'm a huge fan of Twin Peaks. Here it comes. Here it comes. Firewalk with me. Having seen everything, Twin Peaks is my least favorite. What? Of I would put season three and the original show above Firewalk with me in my rankings of the three That's iterations. Wild. That's crazy. Um, I, I like I it. Put the show above. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Firewalk for sure. with me, for sure. Crazy. But. I like the movie a lot. It does not have everything that I like about Twin Peaks in it. It's so bleak. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't... I Look, I love, you know, Emar Bergman. I love bleak media. But something that's like this, I'm like, I'm not... I, I'm, I love bleak media. <laughs> I'm not trying to return to something like this that often. Sure, yeah. I own the, the two copies of the movie, but, like, it's like... I'm not popping it in all the... Like, we watched it today. I probably not won't watch it for, like, maybe two years yeah. now. I'll watch scenes online or something like that. And, With uh... Hmm? Um, um... I mean, okay. <laughs> Sam Stanley, uh, all, uh greatest hits. <laughs> Before you say your score, I just want to say, like, I always remember, like, after watching this movie, uh, later on down the line, um, I always remember it more fondly than I... Than during it. Than during it. it yeah. with, within 24 hours, I'm like, that was a masterpiece. Yeah, but then immediately it is. after... It, it is, is a masterpiece. 24 hours to get to where like, I am right now. <laughs> immediately after, I'm like, ugh, like, I agree like, with you. I agree yeah. with you. It's like, it's it's lacking just some... And again, I gave it a nine, so I obviously still enjoy it a lot, but like, it's, it's lacking just a smidge of what I love about and Twin Peaks. The thing about Twin Peaks I love the most is that it's all of the characters. It's not just Laura. Laura is so important. She's the center of it. Her and Dale are the two main characters. It's the princess and the white knight. But um, that's why I would give this a seven. Okay. Wow. I, can, I know. That's very surprising. Brad's literally it. making a face like, man, it's just suck not being friends with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so just just out of curiosity, Harrison, how does this fall in your ranking of when we, we don't, you don't have to talk about this right now? If you don't David Lynch. David Lynch. Movies. I will gladly give you my David Lynch rankings right now. Okay. Yeah. Blue Velvet's number one. That's his masterpiece. Now I'm not including like seasons of Twin Peaks, mm -hmm. but Blue Velvet is my favorite movie by him, followed by 
Probably Mulholland Drive. And then third place would be Eraserhead. Fourth place would be Elephant Man. Fifth place would be Fire Walk With Me. Sixth place would be uh, Wild at Heart. Seventh place would be Lost Highway. And then Inland Empire. Because I haven't seen Straight Story and I need to rewatch Dune. Hmm. Brad is so freaking so, disappointed in me <laughs> right now. He's pissed at all no, of I us. What you're, I understand what you guys are saying. I, I feel like this show is the regular show and just like not the cartoon. <laughs> I feel like, like this show is the regular, regular, regular show, show and the movie. I feel like I just watched the regular I show. I have a gun. I'm going to shoot someone. Uh, no, so <laughs> this movie feels like it's taking all of the ideas that exist in all the other Twin Peaks stuff and boiling out all of the the other stuff, you know? And you're just getting, like, the potent, like, medicine, and it doesn't taste very good, and it's like, <laughs> I understand that. It doesn't have all of the, like, sweetener and other things that kind of make that recipe really, like, work, you know? I don't know what... I'm just saying, like, this just feels like it's things that they're most potent, and it's Brad, kind of uncomfortable. Brad, 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 you misunderstood but, me. I said I don't like this as much as The Green Knight. Huh? Okay. Hilarious. Oh. Hilarious. I'm just saying, like, it feels like they're boiling out all of the whatever, and I understand it. It's not like as enjoyable. And Please so I understand. Understand that on, as a piece of art, objectively speaking, it's better than most movies that are hailed. Oh, by for people. sure. I would I would rank this in like a very high, on a very high spot among amazing films. The thing about David Lynch is that he's made masterpiece after masterpiece after masterpiece yeah. for me, yeah. and so it's like. I just but don't enjoy this as much as other stuff he's yeah, done. Yeah, so that's the reason you rate it so low is because you're comparing it to other David Lynch movies? Um, I guess it's more of like, I'm. which movie do I want to watch more yeah. of his movies? Yeah, I think that. I I think that, that. I, it's, like, it's like, well... Like, I don't want to watch Eraserhead all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Eraserhead would be my number one. And this would be a very, very close second. Yeah. I could like, change those two. It's like yeah. when the band you likes you know, makes a ton of great albums. This is like... Dude, it's Abbey this Road. This is like... It's yeah, Abbey, Abbey Road. Road. It's not my favorite. I Everyone was, loves it. I like it too. Yeah. But the White Album is right there. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with those takes. Yeah. 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 Do you guys like pouring soup down your pants too? Is that how you <laughs> No, no, no. It's I just hilarious. like... Like, again, like, to each their own, but I'm, I'm kind of on the same... Like, I obviously ranked it higher than you, but like... Yeah. There are just a couple of things. And another thing I was thinking about was like you were saying your things is just the the way this movie is like, it's like a little too, I don't know. One of the reasons I love Twin Peaks is it's normal until it's not. Yeah. It's like it's it's put together until it gets unhinged. Yeah. And this movie is just a little too much. Of just being unhinged the whole time. Uh, I would maybe give it an eight. Now that we're talking about it more, I think I would. I, I think I went too low because I'm trying to think of other movies that I would give a seven, and it's a lot better than those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, eight, eight point five. I might be with Kenna. More, the more I think about it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm being. I, I think I'm being a little too hard on it. I, I'm just saying that it's not my favorite of the Twin Peaks iterations. Sure. And you would rather watch a lot of the other stuff before you watch this, which I would agree with. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather watch like. There's so many episodes of the first. This is going to be a really horrible comparison, but yeah. like 
there's some museums that I've been to that are yeah. about like really horrible parts of human history. Yeah. That are the best museums, but I wouldn't immediately recommend going to. I them. think that's actually. I think. I think the trauma that this movie has in it. It's not something that it has replay value. I and I I don't really do like a I mean, if I'm in my head trying to like score things or try to like pick where I put things at the top, I think about what they were able to accomplish. Yeah. And I think this movie is able to accomplish a lot of things, a lot of unique things and yeah. probably better than anything I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh I no, I and don't get me wrong, I love Firewalk with me. I love movies that are five out of fives. I love movies yeah. that are six out of fives. I'm I'm too worried that Brad's like, okay, well, I'll never talk to you again now. Mm. Um, no. But uh, I just I with this, saying. it's like, it's it's exactly what you're saying. Where it's like, this is so traumatic and so dramatic that I I need to leave it be. I just can't go back to it so often. Yeah. As like Quirky Dale and the Citizens of Swim yeah, Peaks. Yeah, you can no, have fun for me. That. Rewatchability is like. A part of what makes me really love a movie, but I think a lot of times it's just like the lasting effect of having seen it once. And even if I'm like, I don't yeah, really think I need to watch yeah. that again. Why how would you rank? How would you rank the three iterations of Twin Peaks? And this is my number one for sure. That's dope. Closely, wow. I think, and it's tricky because. But I, you're looking, you're, you're looking at it because things. Fire Walk with Me is doing so much more than the other ones. So much more than most things. Like, but no, but things. of the other two iterations from these, yeah. it's like I'm, I'm lifting pretty, more. The return and the original show are so, so drastically different. Yeah. And, and there's things that I, like you guys have been saying, there's things that exist in the first show of like the warmth to it, like the happy feelings that I get when I think about it, like the mystery to it and the fun. And like, I really like that. But how horrifying the return is and how much that scrambled my freaking mind yeah, and body. Yeah that is pretty significant and like the kind of things that that made me think about are very significant so it's like the weight each of those have if i'm going to put them on a scale hard to tip either way yeah but i would say if i'm going to simplify things to kind of what like i guess kind of like what you guys were saying i i would rather watch the original show before i would watch the return again the return is something i don't really feel like i need to watch again if that makes sense like i've been dying to rewatch and it i do like it um, that's true though that like the that the first two seasons are completely rewatchable. I could yeah. put them on at any time. Well, and then the return and the first season and the and and the first half of the second season. Yeah. Uh, but and then the return and Firewalk with Me are both kind of like okay every feels once like in a while. A thing that I had it feels like a dream or something. I'm like I don't want to see that. Well, again. Uh, that was important. Yeah. You yeah. Know? A lot of the reason why you like why a film resonates with you so well. Is has a lot to do with where you're at yeah. in life too, because yep. you said mm -hmm. when you watched this, you were not in like the best place. No, I was after so that. yeah, you're gonna rank it higher because it resonated. This yeah. answered with a lot of it, pertinent like, questions yes. and like made me think about things that were like re relative to me, like made or related to me. Things that I related to that I hadn't ever. This is like annoying to say this, but um, it's something Andre Tarkovsky talks about. That's is so like, freaking annoying. His favorite Just thing about movies, basically, is what he's saying, is when they're able Men to articulate something to people that they didn't know could be articulated. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's... That's the power of film, though, is that it's like, I can't say this in words, I can't say this in a painting, I can't yeah. say this in a song, here's the moving image and, of and it. And you didn't think it was something that was universally shared, you know? And yep. so when you have that experience with, like, a movie, you're like, okay, well, this guy... Mm -hmm know something that i haven't really tapped into that i yeah. know that i have so yeah no i agree um i do think that firewalk with me shows in lynch's career i was it's like you watch all of his movies you watch that you're like oh i didn't know you could do that mm -hmm. yeah. and it's silly to make the things compete with them because i feel like 
Twin Peaks is like a whole thing. You know? Oh yeah. And no single element that we've talked about would work if it was if, missing. If, you know? No, 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 no. I agree. Yeah. And if I were to rank all the things that Dave Lynch has ever done, Twin Peaks as a whole is number one, and then it's miles before yeah. Blue Velvet. So it's like, it's, it's, it, I mean, Twin Peaks, I, I don't know if this is obvious. I, the only podcast about one piece of media I've ever started was about Twin Peaks. My favorite piece of media ever. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's the greatest thing a human artist has ever made in the, in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's difficult for me to, uh, say that Firewalk with me is my favorite part but that's just because the return and the first two seasons are just so freaking good yeah. it's great though it's like I it's my I talk to my wife all the time about how whenever the seasons change I'm always ready for the next season so like when fall was ending I was like I can't wait for winter because and then when winter's ending I'm always like oh freaking I'm so excited for spring it's like I'm I, I'm perfectly in line with seasons it's like I'm always excited for the next one to start now that we're done with Firewalk with me it's like I can't wait to get you guys into the next thing it's just so it's just so great how this evolves that being said let's talk about what we're doing next so we've got a couple things on our on our on our list here that we need to cross off the missing pieces so we'll need to watch that next you guys need to read uh the secret history of twin peaks and then uh it's a book by mark frost It, it explains a lot of background stuff that comes up in the return and then we'll go we'll watch the return but in between all that stuff, I think we'll watch a couple of Lynch movies and probably the Psych episode, Dual Spires, and we'll do like a commentary for that or something. Um, Brad, it was nice being friends with you. It'll be interesting to see how this goes after this because you're so disappointed in me. Um, don't, don't don't leave me. Uh, oh, I won't leave you. I don't want you to leave me for just because I'm not as big a fan of Firewalk with me as you are. But um, I, I mean, I freaking love it. I don't it's great. think that's true. Yeah. But maybe and maybe it's because I'm I'm still in the afterglow of it. We just got done watching it an hour ago, and mm-hmm. so now I'm just like, oh man, I'm freaking my bones. You're, awesome. You're the one that owns yeah. the movie. You're the one that li- you like true. it more than I do. Yeah, that's true. And I will be watching all the special features when you guys leave. So, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, anything else you guys want to say about Firewalk with me? Great. No. Okay. Goodness. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> ha, ha. Um, Merry Christmas. We gotcha. will. We'll be back in the new year with some more episodes. We'll be getting into the return at some point, maybe February-ish. We're going to be doing some other things before we dive in. We want to savor everything. But uh, email us at three four. Well, I, uh, I'm gonna have to get a new email. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, three fish at Brooklyn at gmail podcast at gmail and uh, yeah, we'll be rebranding. Hopefully, Brad will be doing a new design for us. Are you gonna Are you gonna be done to do that? If we do it simple, <laughs> if you just do like a cartoon style of our faces, that'd be so funny. With like all the <laughs> stuff that we have posted, it's just really bad. That would be fun. Yeah, it'd be it'd be great. So, all right, we'll catch you guys later. Like a Photoshop filter or something. Bye. Bye. Just cartoon. You cartoonify. What if it was a square and then there's just like a cross in the middle and each of our faces are in? Right?